everyone and welcome back to the Agility Rose Talk and Train podcast. This week we have a really, really exciting episode, which is a meet the sponsors. So Pause Trading have been very generous in supporting and sponsoring this podcast since September last year. And I'm thrilled to invite Jack and Abby on to answer your questions and learn more about how Pause Trading started, as well as some very exciting teasers in this episode, such as some Crufts deals that are potentially coming up. And as well as that, a hint at who the Pause Made Training Day trainer will be for this year. So without further ado, we'll get into it, but just a quick word first about who our sponsors are. So if you don't know already, we are very honoured to be sponsored by both Naylor Agility and Pause Trading. Naylor Agility are a family-run agility equipment business. They provide the most high-end tunnels I've ever used and trained on. They currently have a non-slip plus range, which takes our dog's safety to the next level. So if you want to have a catch up with me at a show or want to pop me a message just to hear about what our experiences have been like so far in more detail, by all means get in touch. But I have been so impressed so far this winter with their tunnels and how they've held in the bad weather because unfortunately we're in the UK and I train outside all year round. So if you are interested in more information, do give me a shout. I'll link their website into the show notes, but I also have a code Elise10 and that gets you 10% off at the discount. And we are super duper proud to represent Pause Trading as well. So I cannot imagine going anywhere else for all of my dog paraphernalia when I need a tub toy or when I need a treat, whether that's long lasting or training treats, they have everything. They also sell vet bed, bedding, bowls, you name it, they've got it. And I know when I get to a show and if I forgot something, they're the first point of call when I need to get lots more treats and toys because they have just so such a variety and they're at most of our shows across the country and I definitely recommend them. The team is so friendly and if you have any specific requests, they're always very happy to help. They have great deals, whether that's bulk buying or whether it's crust deals, keep an eye out for those, they'll be coming up soon. But Pause Trading is such a friendly family run team, so definitely check them out and I'll pop a link in the show notes. Hi Jack, hi Abby. Um, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm very excited for this because I think we've got some amazing questions um, and I think it's going to be really interesting to get your perspective as well because um, we've been following Pause Trading for a long time and I'm super excited to hear all about it. Um, so for people who haven't heard of Pause Trading before or yourselves, could you introduce um, who you are, who your dogs are um, how long you've been in and around agility for and what your role is at Pause Trading. Pause Trading itself um, attends many different shows. We're online since COVID. That's been really accelerated. Um, we go to many, many events. Before COVID, it was around 50 to 60 a year. Wow. Uh, My God. Crazy. I, yeah. Honestly, I don't know how we, we did it. Oh, we used to do it. <laughs> as well so there'd be two rigs out all the time and yeah it was just madness and and for those who don't know who pause trading is it's um it's um a bit of everything yeah family-run business that basically sells anything and everything for your dogs yeah and we specialize mostly in natural treats vet bed and pause made brand which is our own handmade toys 
aimed at the doggy market. Yeah. And then so the company was started by mum and dad. Me and Abby are both very involved in the company. Um, it'll be our faces. You maybe see a lot. My face, you see a lot because of the social media. I'm going away from that face, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All that. Um, so, Abby, where did you start with agility? So, I started agility when I was 11 years old. So, what did oh. I say? 22 years? 22 years for you, yeah. Oh my God. Um, started um, when the foot and mouth crisis happened. Oh. Um, my mum just changed the way she walked the dogs and we bumped into, well... She bumped into a lovely lady called Yvonne Good. I don't know if you've heard of Yvonne. Um, and just spotted one of my mum's dogs and said she'd be really good at agility. We started going to training after that. I started running Yvonne's dogs. Um, competed twice at Crossing the YKC teams with her dogs. Oh. And it just sort of spiralled from there. And then as I grew up, I kind of got out of it a little bit. Um, and then... I bought a collie, farm collie, uh, called Baza, and <laughs> uh, got back into agility, which is how Jack and I met. I got back in touch with Ivan, started training. Which then, like, which is weird about this is, so I started, I think I remember being around agility from about eight years old, um, oh. and I'm now 28, so that's 20 years. Um, I think our paths probably crossed Yeah, that's what's weird. We, we must cross paths quite a bit. Um, oh. I started out with a boxer dog of all dogs. Wow. Um, yeah. So she was most well known for doing crazy laps of the ring. I think her <laughs> record was, yeah, Sasha, her record was back in the day, I think she managed to go through 11 different rings. Oh, wow. <laughs> when she was running in one of the agility rings. So, yeah, we was that handler. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from there, I've had a collie and I've had a Boston Terrier that I've competed with. And currently, Abby competes with a well, B does compete, but you, yeah, in and out with her, yeah. And then we've got a young collie that's up and coming, yeah. So, um, we, yeah, we met at a Blenheim show, didn't we? Yeah, me and you, yeah, yeah sort of hit it off from there, Aww. um, and, and just everything sort of spiraled from there. We got B, um, so we've got Bowser who's. Uh, he's 11 in February. He's my farm psychotic colleague. Um, <laughs> he's our guard dog at Paws Trading, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had Dash, unfortunately, who we lost in September. Which actually with Paws Trading, you may have seen the graphics with the dog with all the Paws made toys. Yes. Dash was sort of the inspiration for that. Yeah. So from graphic, Dash Dog Dave. Yeah, so when we first started coming up with Paws Made, um, the lady who helped us with that said to maybe create a neutral character. Yeah. So not specifically Polly or a Spaniel, uh, which were up and coming in agility, sort of make ourselves more broad than that. So we came up with um, Dave. And then um, I said, oh, well, it, it needs to have Dash in there because it, it's a crossbreed like Dash. So then, and your dad always calls, calls him Dave. Dave. Yeah, well, just <laughs> call him Dave. Came up with Dash Dog Dave. Um, so we had Bazza, Smash, Dash. And then, we, oh, you had Noodle as well. Yeah. Um, and then we got B, our, span, our chocolate cocker spaniel, who I started oh. training. Um, and then unfortunately, she was so good at training. But unfortunately, when I got pregnant with Grace, I, I found quite early on that I couldn't train. Um, oh. Really hurt. Um, 
tried to get back after having Grace, but then COVID hit and we just kind of lost the connection. And she's always been a daddy's girl. Yeah, so <laughs> I've always been on and off with it. Yeah, and a bit you, with her. you've done a bit with your mum's Boston shrimp. Yeah. Um, but again, you've kind well, of found by So, yeah, COVID. and also with the agility, we've always had poor training, which is at the forefront. Yeah. Because that's our family business. That's how we make a living. Yeah. So that's at the forefront and agility was like the sidelines. So we'd be at shows yeah. and you'd have and I'd maybe have a 75% rate of runs that I'd actually do oh, because but... if the stand was busy or I'd just get talking yeah. to somebody around or something like that and I just wouldn't make my runs. So even though we were competing, there were you had to have pause training at the front of it because you couldn't yeah, be there if you weren't it, earning it, yourself a living. I was going to say, it's how you make money, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and if we weren't business. passionate about post training, it wouldn't be yeah, how it, it is, is now. Mm, absolutely. Um, and then we got Figman May last year. Yeah, May last year. Oh. So he, I, I'm sorry, I'm pushing this now. Uh, an Avery Border Collie. <laughs> <laughs> um, we found oh. Joy, who has the um, literally the year the year after we got together, didn't they? Yeah, saw one of her dogs, and we always said to ourselves, linking back to those days as well. So I think this might be into the next questions anyway, but it doesn't matter if we double back. <laughs> so when we got together, one of the first things I said to her was about, well, <laughs> I do do the shows through the You'll summer. You'll never see me if you don't. Uh, yeah, as shows. any agility person, <laughs> you will be. I will be away a lot. I said probably away for five months of the year from home, and <laughs> those days away with forced trading men sleeping we in the back the of a lorry. <laughs> yeah, I remember going to RPA and absolutely. I was a bit younger. I didn't have the lorry and um, towing license, so yeah. we had a lot of sleep cab, and we'd Dad sleep, used in the, to sleep in the, Dad sleep, be in the cab. sleep cab. We'd have the back we of the lorry with the airbed. <laughs> Sacrifices yeah. you made. Yeah, I mean nowadays we have the caravan with us, so that's nice. Yeah. The days where we used to go to wire show when we were only allowed to take a van and a trailer or the lorry and we had to sleep in the lorry, I won't do that anymore. I remember <laughs> early days of horse trading, obviously mum and dad getting it up and started. Um, we'd sleep in the trailer. <laughs> they'd have the they'd have a van and a trailer because that's the way they'd get the stock to a show. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer would just be the thing that's empty. So we'd sleep in the back of that on air beds or sometimes maybe stocked vet beds to make it a bit warmer. <laughs> If you're lucky. <laughs> that that was like very early days. Was, yeah, your dad were obviously feeling nice that day though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got Fig in May. Um I, I, we've wanted a Collie like him for ages, yeah. Um and yeah, just starting our journey with him and he's oh my god, I've done a training day today and he's so much fun. Oh I'm so excited to start with him. Uh, oh. I don't know. Does that mostly cover that first question? I think, yeah, I think so. And I think um, it's so interesting to hear of your backgrounds and everything. And that that must have been, that did make me laugh, plus with the caravans and things now. I want to clear something up here as well. A lot of people oh, yeah. think Jack and their brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, that does happen sometimes, to be fair. brother and sister. People realise actually how long... Fair enough, not competing constantly, but how long both of us have been yeah. in agility. I mean, when I first started agility, no one made a business out of it. No one was there at shows selling toys or anything like that. Ah. It was, and and like you'd have, it was, I won out of grade one when it was elementary. Oh, um, wow. And you used to have like 300 plus part one of a class. It was, And then also like to link to 
else training these days as well. Obviously, on social media, mm. you'll see my face a lot, but that's just because that's the side of it I'm doing. Yeah. Um, there is, there's my younger brother, there's mum and dad who actually own the majority of the business. Yeah. Well, it's their brainchild. Isn't yes, it, it is. It's, they've done it for they've years and it. years and built They're, it. That we're, we're doing this because of your mum and dad. Yeah. And then there's yeah. Abby who's employed by Paul's Trading. There's another. They wanted to. Trading. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's another two or three people as well. So there's yeah. a lot of people in the background to make what is seen happen with post trading. It's not just myself. I have some people say to me, oh, is it your company? And I'm like, no, I'm, obviously I have a vested interest. There's a bit of ownership there. However, it isn't my business. It's mum and dad's business. Also as well, I, I know it's your mum and dad's brainchild, but also we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the dogs. If we didn't have the laws oh, that passion. for our dogs and what they like, I think I think to be fair, we might spill into your question if you wanted to go ahead with the other yeah, question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I love I love when we go on different tangents. I think it's really nice to kind of hear and I, yeah, I I love what you've touched on there of how like it comes back to at the end of the day the dogs and how that's brought you together. I think that's so interesting. And 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 ideas are still. I mean, Paula drives. I love her to pieces. She drives me insane sometimes. Sorry, Paula, <laughs> but um she comes she, you'll be doing something and then she'll be like oh that would make a really good toy and I'm like oh my god we do so much as it is <laughs> like how we're gonna to do it and yeah she's constantly thinking of new ideas and she's one of these that'll be in the middle of a job and they'll be like I've thought of something and I need to do it now on. yeah <laughs> oh I love that and I I guess that's really contributed to as well the growth of the business, which um, is quite similar to this next question. So if you're happy, we'll get into it. Um, yeah. So these were all sent in by listeners, which I think is really nice because um, I always love to hear what they want to hear. So this first one, um, how did pause trading start and what has been your favourite part about running pause trading so far? So the start of pause trading, believe it or not, was actually an ice cream van. I was going to say, I don't wow. think people believe yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's the reaction. laughs> so it started so mum and dad they used to have an ice cream van when we moved up into Derbyshire and mum would do some local rounds but they also started going to a few dog shows they actually started with North Derbyshire I was going to say I think your mum was training oh. yeah she was training in North Derbyshire and they said to her why don't you bring the ice cream van along yeah we also had a family member that manufactured dog beds wow. so naturally at the side of the ice cream van mum and dad started to buy a few dog beds um, put them on the ice cream van and they used to actually then do better with the dog beds than the ice cream van <laughs> so I started looking into it mum also spotted obviously a few gaps because she was at the time she was into her obedience and she was competing with the boxers yeah but getting frustrated with not having access to the items she wanted was she doing shows so, as well yeah that's ring craft as well yeah um so that led her to then looking for the items and thinking actually we're doing the beds um, she's managing to source these items and at the actual events there wasn't anybody doing it Yeah, and it just sort of snowballed from there really um, so from an ice cream van to what you see now which yeah. is the lorry with the caravan yeah. with the green <laughs> van following alongside um, which is just crazy um, with the two warehouses and yeah it just massive snowball effect and it's just that thrive all the way through of wanting to create items that were specific to a market that sort of gets overlooked. Yeah. When you go in a pet shop, you see that 
it's aimed at your public um we public go dog. in a lot of pet shops he <laughs> makes me go a lot of pet shops and it's it's aimed at your public pet dogs which yeah. is fine because that is from That's a, the majority of dog owners well, from it? a corporate point of view what they see is they see numbers yeah and your majority of numbers are pet dogs yeah Whereas what we aim for is your working dogs, your agility, your fly ball, and even um, your breed dogs because they do the ring craft and they have specialist mm-hmm. items too. But nobody, or at the time, not many people did things specifically for them. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to aim stuff towards that. So stuff like your, you used to go in a pet shop, there would be things like pig's ears available. Yeah. But not much else. I mean, you look at that now on most places you go to, and there's probably a massive range of up to 50 products of natural items. A whole including, lot of dead stuff. Yeah, a including as far as beef testicles. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. lovely>. <laughs> <laughs> Cubes made out of rabbit. There's just everything now, but before there wasn't any of that. And it's that strive to keep pushing the boundaries and find this stuff that the dogs love that you just don't get anywhere else. Also, as well, down to the point where you would. Like go and find something for your dog to that wasn't food related but toy related to train them with because obviously everyone goes through phases or people have gone through phases where everything was food orientated and now a lot of things are, are, tr- are toy orientated but then people and then you got the blend of the two as well but you, yeah a ball on it was so hard to find so there's the back to the journey of pause trade and I've been thinking about it a bit more as we've been talking. <laughs> um, so I was always very involved. Mum and dad used to do it. And then I was always very involved as a child. My brother used to help us out a bit as well. Their, I'd say their next big step was they did it from home. And we used to shimmy down the corridors I sideways. Say, you need to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be stuck through the hallways. There'd only be enough space to walk sideways. Maybe your dad would have expected that, was he? Uh, oh, so the, yeah, the specific story is there was a 14 pallet deal that they got. And it was like, we'll just find somewhere to store it. And, and that's we, how it ended up through the house. We don't live in a massive village either. We do get a lot of traffic down the, the house, like the down the road, but it's people are parked on one side. So when you get a massive Arctic lorry coming down with 14 <laughs> pallets of stock and you have so it, it all used hallway. to be ran from home, there was two containers, a double garage, a single garage, and the loft of the bungalow. I couldn't believe it was wow. first 10 had the unit as well and there was like I went into the garage and there was hooves and pigs ears hanging from well, what happened so there obviously you had business rates from the property at home yeah. um, but there was the stipulations to where possible it was a certain amount of they were asked by the councillors who limit the amount of articulated lorries that would deliver mm-hmm. um, so because it would be smaller deliveries anyway you'd ask the companies to try keep it below a, a rigid basically so below 33 tonne yeah. not a soft um, which then was better for the traffic through the village, basically. And then I'd say the next big step that mum and dad made was when they, which is 2012, which is when Post Trading actually became its own limited company. Is that when you purchased the unit? That's when the first purchase the warehouse, yeah. Wow. And then from there, it's just gone strength to strength to strength. So yeah, obviously, COVID happened, which accelerated online. Yeah. But we, before COVID, we ended up having to broad out and buy another unit. Yeah, the second unit oh. that just contains all the natural products. Mostly, the majority yeah. of the natural products. Oh my god! Um, and we were lucky enough during COVID to then be able. We sold the original unit. We so somebody on the opposite side of the state owned the unit next to our other unit. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And they bought our original unit and we bought their other unit, which is slightly bigger. to each other, which is... Perfect. But that gave us an actual office space and... And that was the massive accelerator for Pause Made. Oh, So amazing. by that, that point... Room. We never used to have that whole room for sewing. So before COVID, you had the office, you had the area that you packed parcels and within that area of parcel packing was the sewing rooms and there literally was just your mum doing yeah the and then dealings. the other part that's actually really helped pause made grow is the fact that we're integrated with the community we get on yeah. with everybody in the community i would say there's a lot of people we really do get on with but like um some of our most iconic toys that really do work like the waggle mm, sam lane's games it was i can't remember the story fully but i believe it was she was going to run at olympia um, but she didn't have something. Mum helped her out with some pemmican, and that was it, for a dog to give the dog a bit of more energy. But Sam then spoke to her about a toy that she wanted for the dog, explained what she wanted, which was the, as it's pulled away from the dog, to look like... The natural... Look like, like Frey running move, away. Yeah, natural movement. Yeah. And that's where Waggle was born. Wow. From those... And that's how a lot of our toys come yeah, across, is people I mean, wanting a specific custom toy. I think... Um, we make it and then we're like actually we're being asked for this over and over or we make it like that is an amazing toy the pause pocket put us on the map definitely and that was started literally as me and you started seeing each other wasn't it back in 2014 Uh, I remember you sending me the images of the original I think I've still got the one of the original pause pockets started it um and it just sort of went from there didn't it yeah definitely Um, and then, yeah, then it was just developing our own toys because we'd been down the route of, it, it, again, it's back to the your big companies, uh, corporation-wise, don't see the numbers to work within the niche of the working dogs. Yeah. Which, um, so then it's not worth their research and development to make the toys for that. But we have also tried to stock other companies' products, sort of similar products, but they're, it sounds awful, price points are a bit high. And then when you sort of, source it and you can do it at a more affordable rate for people that I mean that's what people want especially with everything at the moment and we could just see the room for improvement as well like when people point to us asking can you make this this and this in this way we now have that flexibility because everything's made by us we We go through the full process we can then make them to people's specific dogs because not all dogs are the same I had a lady come in day and she wanted a specific item something that we make a a generic item anyway and I started making she was like what you're not just gonna go and grab one for the ring and I was like no everything is individually handmade on the day so if you order something on the Monday night it will be printed off and we will make it there and then fresh to be sent out on the Tuesday I also as well don't get me (laughs) wrong there are some bizarre weird toys (laughs) Some of them you're like, why does your dog want that? But it works for their dog. And as you know, having multiple dogs yourself, yeah. each dog's very different. Everyone's different. And absolutely. they have different tastes and likes. You'll oh, know as well, in different breeds of dogs. Yes. Yeah. They like different toys. Like, we've got B who loves, um, she's a really rubbish advocate for Porsche Maid because she likes a soft latex face ball. But then you. <laughs> Got Bazza and Fig who prefer tugging, so they with prefer, the real furs and yeah, like so that. they like the anything that's on a bungee. So one of Bazza's favorites is a bungee. What I sent you the what you had the other day, but yes. with real fur. Oh, yeah. I bet that was good. Wow. 
I mean, like, I would say from the boxes that we're sending to you, you're seeing a big variation of the different bits and maybe try stuff for your dogs that you wouldn't have tried before. Absolutely. Because I was going to say, actually, the the one that I got the other day, which was the um, plaited fleece on a bungee, I was really surprised by how much Rose loved it. She absolutely adored it. Yeah. Good, good. She loved it. Uh, and it, how- I would have picked that out for her. No, exactly. What was the second part to this question, by the way? I think we've got okay. about the oh. first part. Yeah, no worries. Um, the second <laughs> part to the question was, what has been your favourite part about running pause trading so far? Um, for me, it's it's it sounds really bad. It's a bit of a love hate relationship. <laughs> but I, I I love the shows. Oh, I do. But the idea of setting up and taking down. <laughs> and saying it can be monotonous yeah the setups are around nine to ten hours and the takedowns wow. about five. it does take a long time and then obviously driving <laughs> to and from the shows and we we have a lorry with the caravan attached and then obviously i drive the van with the dogs and all of the natural products in um so it is that my only blessing is starbucks um <laughs> um I really do enjoy the shows. So, we've got so many friends at shows and social side. Of and that's it. exactly my favourite part. Of course, trading would yeah. be the connect favourite people. Yeah, yeah. We've friends. friends. Yeah, our best friends there through. We wouldn't have met them without course no. trading. And oh. also, it goes back to a bit more old time agility. But in the evening, we tend to have through the summer. And it's nice weather, and it still does happen, but maybe not as much as it used to. It's having a barbecue with barbecue your friends. Extreme. That atmosphere that you runs through the day, what you could have changed, what went right. There's always a bit of gossip to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I love that. And I think, you know, in terms of when I've, so I've almost kind of grown up with pause trade and always been at shows. So since I started Agility, you guys have always been there. Um, but it's so nice seeing like the interaction. And you see the same people, I, I assume, all the way through summer. So you get to know your clients, don't you? How long have you been doing agility? Oh, gosh, I think, oh, going up to nearly 10 years. Well, it'll be nine years this year, but 10 years next year. <laughs> it goes so quickly. I always used to, obviously, when I first started it, it wasn't hugely known. So I always used to say, like, some underground dog community. I don't think it is, to be fair. Because it's a bigger community now, it's easy to get lost in it. It's yeah. when you drive past a few oh, oh, there's a dog show happening over there. Because You'll see all the characters. They'll talk to somebody that's not into dogs and say what we do, and they're like, is that a thing? Well, and then their description always just go through some sticks and poles, right? When we went to Disneyland Paris for Grace for, um, oh, what was it, 2019, just after our first birthday, we bumped into someone who bought buys off us. We were just stood in wow. a queue meeting a character. Oh, yeah, so things like that with force trading, we find absolutely mad. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wreath Paul your mum bought me um to make a wreath before Christmas and the lady who who I did it with she knew of us and buys of us and I'm like and it to me that still seems really bizarre like in my head I don't think poor trading is that well known but actually I think we are we're in the community quite well known yeah Mm. yeah yeah it's crazy 
yeah. I think it is definitely growing. And, you know, like I say, you started off in the niche area of agility, but I think what you've done is actually grow it from just the niche area of like dog sports to to pet owners as well. I know so many pet owners that also buy from you guys as well. I mean, I'm forever kind of recommending to like friends and family, oh, if you're getting your natural treats, go here. Um, but, you know, I think yeah. you've really grown to the other side of yeah. the dog community as well. Um, yeah, pet education has gone a long way. Yeah, definitely. So I definitely can't take credit for trading-wise for this, but <laughs> other companies, trainers and things like that, education with actual pets and dogs – has come such a long way they look a bit further than the local pet shop and yeah and also Don't some local pet shops might even stock um specific it's the toys that's normally lacking but they nearly always stock your natural treats and stuff yeah. the dog food's a long way as well people's mindset of what they feed their dogs and what they put into their dog's bodies has changed so we just much. have so much there's a massive wealth of information around now yeah, it, i mean you wouldn't get rabbit ears when I first... It was all pig's ears and tripe and stuff like that when I first started agility to to feed your dog a hairy rabbit's ear and think it were okay. is was bizarre back then. But now, I mean, it's like going into a pick-a-mix shop, isn't it, if you don't? And what I love is, so like myself, there's um, your podcast, there's other people's podcasts. I'm always listening to things because I think that education... Yeah, yeah, you learn from it and also... There's that education lets you know what the next up and coming tools are to help dogs and people train. Yeah, exactly. Getting new stuff. And without listening for that, and without people innovating new ideas, and without people letting other people know this stuff, there's just it doesn't develop. Just to say, everything's growing. Everything's there's always room for the next thing to come along. Um, but I was going to say, you know, I think the educational side of it and what you guys do and the way you're looking out for like more ideas and you're always kind of pushing for kind of what's next, what do the dogs want next? I think that's got a huge contribution. It must have a huge contribution to the growth of pause trading as well, because it makes such a difference. Like, like I say, you know, what items you have on offer now is so different to back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I bet as well. Yeah. Like our rails, like looking even back before, like, sort of covid like our rails weren't we didn't have as much on our rails. well it's going back to like, you're not stuck with just one choice your dog must like this yeah yeah that, which is like i would say that. if you went five in between five and ten years ago your dog must like this or you cannot have that tool to train mm-hmm. well no dogs are like us you need to be able to have more on offer Absolutely. and then it's more inclusive and there's so many different breeds and different dogs they just you need to have those items on offer. Oh gosh. So yeah. there's just off the top of my head, there's sheepskin, there's faux fur, there's rabbit fur, there's what we call snoodle, um, uh, which is like the moppy fabric. <laughs> and that's just four fabrics straight off the top of my head without naming all your rubber balls and everything else. And there's obviously like we do there's the, the standard bungees. We also do small but mighty bungees for the, the different dog, strengths. But, yeah. Um, we do the small but mighty webbing and stuff like that. We try and cater to all, like from your papillons to your your big burly collies. So it, we try and cater for everyone. And to summarize as well, because I know we've tied this. <laughs> <laughs> to summarize, my favorite bit of horse trading, the favorite achievement, Don't. are definitely those connections and friends we make. Yeah, definitely. It, it, just talking to people and hearing about their achievements, but also we gain a lot of knowledge from the people within the community exactly. that we go to shows for like yeah. we we might 
when we're busy, we might not seem to listen to what they're saying, but we do listen to what their dogs want. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that makes such a difference. And, you know, I, like we touched on earlier, I mean, I've got multiple dogs and we've been trying out quite a few of the different paws made toys. And I find it so fascinating seeing how each one interacts with the different kind of, like you say, materials and preferences. I know in terms of like food toys, I find you guys have got such a variety of options, which, you know, it makes a huge difference when you're training. Cause you know, I guess typically with food toys, a lot of it would food from the hand. And when you wanted to build up your distance stuff, like your pause pockets and especially, um, I'm going to butcher the name of this one, but the pause pocket with the ball and the handle that makes such a difference for being able to chuck it and actually get a good aim. <laughs> So the pause pocket is our pinnacle product, I'd say, it in the pause yeah. made. And there's definitely over, just off the top of my head, there's over at least at least 10 different variations of different ends or handles or of just that one item. And then if you were to include colour differences, it's like over, well over 100. It's a, a website nightmare for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the website is me off when I list some products telling me there's too many different options because... Uh, <laughs> When you're ordering from us, we like to give a colour choice. Yeah. And like our pause pocket, that colour choice actually is the pause pocket itself has a colour choice. <laughs> then the actual handle itself and the power ball. And, and then what start, what, the choice what, of pause pocket, yeah, rabbit, or normal. rabbit or normal. <laughs> so. The, the pause are endless. <laughs> it's so nice because, like I say, you can customise it. And I know a lot of us in agility like our own. Uh, we have our colour scheme, so um, being able to fit your colour scheme. Mine are orange and purple for fig and, and purple for bee. And so everyone has different things, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Okay, so this next question, what advice would you give to your past selves about running the business? So any tips and tricks? <laughs> I'm actually a big believer in things just happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, so obviously there are lots of tips and tricks, but I wouldn't change anything because that's your path of learning. Yeah. Um, but the tips and tricks was on about this earlier, weren't we? Of what we'd give to ourselves. What was someone that we mentioned? I said maybe have like, so I didn't start working for Paws Traded until, was it 2021? Um, officially. So I think I said maybe probably join the business a little bit sooner, although I said I'm never <laughs> um just for that growth aspect of it yeah and then also trusting ourselves would be a big one um so we had those few years where we messed around trying to stock from different brands find stuff that didn't really fit but trying to make it fit and uh, would just say bite the bullet go just for it and brand. get making your own items yeah that would have been a massive one that would have been maybe one or two years not wasted not wasted because it was like i said earlier it was a learning process you learned a lot and you've got to go through a process to do so. Absolutely. Um, but it would have been nicer to get that ball rolling sooner. Yeah. And I think, though, you know, it's grown so nicely in an organic way as well. Like you say, you know, the things that you've stocked has kind of come from, you know, customer ideas and, you know, ideas that you've kind of had along the way. And I, I think the idea of um, everything happening for a reason is so, so cool because I think I'm I'm a huge believer in that as well. And you yeah. know, just by seeing kind of the progress that the toys have made, you know, I remember when I kind of first came to shows and I was picking out my toys and stuff and how much it's changed and like the the options you've got now is just incredible. Like there's so, so much variety. It's really Yeah, and I'm a 
like you say, I'm a massive believer in things have for a reason. There's obviously that timeline was there for a reason. Yeah. Um, maybe if we'd have started it too soon, it would have been too early for the actual market itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know. Um, but I'd just say the biggest thing to say back to our past selves would be trust in what you're doing. Yeah. Take and risks. go forward with it. Take yeah. the risk. Sometimes they pay off, sometimes they don't. And sometimes it's worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. No, that's great. I think, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that's the same with anything in business, I guess, as well. You know, it's taking a risk. And at least if you've tried it, you you can say you've tried it and you've given it a good go. But I think a lot yeah. of like, you know, what you you guys do, a lot of the toys are so much kind of um in, innovation in them that it's really nice to see the, the kind of development process. Because obviously we kind of see when the product comes to light. But, you know, knowing that you've kind of done lots of different things in the background to get to that point as well. Um, yeah, there's no, sorry to butt into you. Oh, um, there's no toys that have gone out to be tried. There's things that we've tried to change. Like even at one point, because um, obviously a uh, thing is dogs chew their toys. Yeah. Uh, good for us. It keeps people wanting more, needing more. Um, but we tried to address that need at one point with um, a company that weaves the web in. We actually had Kevlar woven into it. Wow. And it made no difference whatsoever. The dog still threw <laughs> it just as quick. Dogs will be dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was Kevlar in there. So we thought that was going to be an amazing answer, really innovative. Um, and that's just stuff that we like to try mess around with in the background that we won't really shout about unless we get it to a working stage. Yeah. No, that's really cool. And I, you know, I think, you know, like you say, with your toys, you're doing a lot of things in the background that probably we have no idea that goes into it. Um, but I think that's it's it's so funny because that's really links on to the next question if you want if you want me to ask it, which is quite yeah. quite similar. Um, so we had someone who asked, What toy would you recommend for a young collie who goes through at least one toy every session? <laughs> so this actually must be one of the most common questions yeah. we get asked. Yeah. Uh, will be asked is what toy would you go for and it's really hard to answer unless you personally know that dog some dogs yeah. that we really know well we can go try this i think they get on with it really well like, yeah like one of your customers you know that his dog goes through everything except a specific ball so you know when he comes it's like right yeah you need a new one of these you know yeah. who i'm talking about don't you um so for me personally i'd for me, I, I we always used to say Noodle used to go through everything, so she always used to have a chuck it ball. My yeah. advice with a dog when you're trying to figure out what they like would be try keep the cheaper end of the scale of the toys to start with, but get different materials. Yeah, because then you want to find the material the dog keys into the most. Um, if it's rabbit, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to buy more toys because it's one of the weakest membranes. It's soft, so soft. <laughs> but Absolutely. then there are also ways because everyone has a budget to work to. And that could be your budget might be £5, your budget might be £100. Everyone's different. You're all in different circumstances. But we try to cater for that. There is different toys of a different scale. And for a dog that's going to kill a toy every session, keep yourself at that bottom end because there's no point going for the expensive toy for them to just rip it. Find something that works for them that's below £10, let's say. Yeah. Because if not, you're just costing yourself so much money. It's unbelievable. If you can get something they key into and they... It, when you listen to all the different training, like I was saying earlier, we like to listen, we train our own dogs. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's more about the reward you place in that toy. Yeah. Yes, you've got to get the makeup right, but also it's about the reward you place in that toy, so you don't need to go for the 20 £30 toy. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And, you can just go, and that's that would be my recommendation with a dog that destroys everything. Yeah. Is oh. put reward that's a bit cheaper so that it's not costing you a fortune and try out <laughs> some different fabrics because you might find something they don't destroy. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, actually, because my first agility dog was exactly the same, would go through toys so quickly, I'd be replacing them constantly. You probably saw more of me then than you do now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and one thing I, I tended to find, because like you said there, you know, trying to try out different materials and, and price points, I always used to really like the milk liners we used to pick up from you, because I know you used to have them on the stand a lot. Do you still have them or something? They are one of the toys so that I love. That they're, weird dashes face. Yeah, they've got that. They've got that amount of give that dogs love when yeah. they're chopping. But they have got a good bit of resistance, and we have created them into a few different toys as well now. Yeah. Because they're they're on the cheaper end of the scale because they're reused from farmers, um, which is actually really nice. You're giving back to the farming industry as well. Absolutely. So, so we go in. We have to sterilize them, devalve them. Yeah, by death law, they have to change them every three months. We sterilise and devalve them, and also the farmers get some money for them of a product they normally pay to get rid of. Yeah, interesting. So, nice it's got that yeah, background it, too. It, it, yeah, it was one that Dash absolutely used to love. He used to oh. go, where's your find it? Oh, bless him. I, I think they're a great kind of, like you say, it gives back. And I guess, you know, for people who are replacing them a lot, you know, when you come to your shows, we can get, you know, you can get quite a couple of those um, at one time. And then, like you say, you can branch into different kind of materials. And obviously you guys do a lot of custom toys as well. So I guess people could kind of customise them if they wanted to down the line, yeah. um, which is really then, cool. Um, it was an agility nuts. I can't remember if it was one of your friends or not that came without a toy. <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that was one of the cheaper end of the scales of the toys however she came back and bought a couple more because she said her dog just keyed into it and absolutely loved it absolutely and I think yeah you know definitely like trying out those smaller toys which you think okay doesn't you know it's not a huge cost but I can see what they like you know see how they take to it makes such a difference like I said I honestly milk liners I used to go through them so quick because I would I'd come straight back to get some more because she just loved them my first jealous dog yeah um, and my other biggest tip if you've got a dog that goes through toys it is normally a collie and it's normally when you take your eye off them yeah. the straight through it like a straight line because that's exactly what our collie Bowser does um if you're not watching him you're not playing tug with him it's in the back teeth and they're like through it like scissors so okay. unless you are tugging with them if you're talking to your trainer or something pull that toy away because they'll go through it absolutely <laughs> yeah mine do it all the time in fact I've spotted Rogue starting to do because this is when I know how much she loves a toy. She gets it right to the back and she started to do it on her new toy. I was like, no, let's not do that to our new nice paws made toy. <laughs> our trial with the Kevlar came from because we thought if you can stop that, that is just going to be such a sales point on the item and also help so many people out because that is what they kill. Yeah, oh God, yeah. The webbing's always the first to go for them, isn't it? They just love, they love the material, which is good. I guess, you know, we know what material they like, but um, but no, I think um, the Kevlar was a good idea, but it's a shame it didn't work, but, you know, that, like anything, you give it a go. Um, which exactly, is another idea may come along in the future, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I could have done with that with my first dog. <laughs> we'll just have a few smashed teeth in the process instead. And it, we've, done some, <laughs> we've done some, like, public shows, some people have like, oh, have you got any indestructible toys? And you're like... Block. <laughs> yeah, that's when I've been through the office. So sometimes it can be frustrating. Um, it's normally somebody goes, Oh, my dog kills that. Oh, my dog kills that. Oh, my dog kills that. 
and you can go through the whole list of toys, but yeah, my, I give it in a bit of a jokey but a sarcastic way, and I say well, maybe a breeze block is your only option. I normally say yeah, <laughs> a bone or a Kong or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, like I say, you know, you stock quite a few different products there. And like you said, Ellie, you know, you chuck it toys, they can go on bungees and things. So you can still have that tug and, you know, you've got them options there. Um, But it's really cool that you've got other products as well that you can kind of dive into. And I guess, you know, you doing it every day, you can kind of give that advice as well um, much better than if yeah, you've got... Yeah, but it's always the difference if it's a train. Obviously, this scenario we're talking about would be a training toy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously we do the other products as well. So it is sometimes the other products too. I think if you're, when you're going for a toy for agility training or flyball training or whatever, they've got to have some giving them. So they are going to be material type toys. So unfortunately, they're not going to last forever. Fingers over the It's not. If anything, that's... It's oh, a... now it is. <laughs> 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 but I mean to be fair if anything it just gives us an excuse to do more shopping which I can't complain about because I love doing shopping um... <laughs> awesome okay so <laughs> anything else you want to add to that or do you want us to try the next question? I think we can move yeah, on so I think we've covered trial, most trial points there trial and, trial and error. error try make sure you tried everything and then yeah don't worry about having the most expensive toys uh, uh, yeah and um don't be afraid to talk to us if there's something specific you want to try ask us nine times out of ten we'll be able to help absolutely i mean you guys are always on hand to help i know i'm i'm i've pestered you in the past like which treats or what's this or how does it help <laughs> and i think it you know it's so nice having people who are so knowledgeable about the products on the stand to be able to kind of have those discussions it is really really helpful as a, as a dog owner especially when you first get into it and you're thinking god which which of these treats it's like i asked with the and i'm going off topic here but with the natural treats i was like right i've got a spaniel that chews through things as quick as he can in terms of treat wise what's gonna last the longest and i know we mentioned about the um beef head skins it was like the yeah. dried out skins I've never known a treat last so long. And that that's the one thing I always say to people now. I'm like, oh, my God, you need to go get this, these these treats from Paul's Trading because they last forever. <laughs> and that's the thing. We've got, we're really fortunate to have a fab customer base that talk to us, give us feedback. And that's what that we can then share with other people too yeah. because there's people that have been in similar situations. We get that feedback and we know what's worked for them. Yeah. I think it can be quite daunting as well. Like All these going products to, and going yeah. to an agility show, going to an agility show as a first time competitor yeah. is quite daunting. Then going into the shop and like, oh my god, they don't have all of this at pets at home. Yeah. Like, what do I do? What do I need for my? And job? then suddenly you've been to ten different shows that year and you're initiated into this secret world of agility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucks you in, doesn't it? It, it does. does. So it is. It is. It is competing to watch it like like today on a training day we, we we've still been following like the the results of like one of the shows that's going on it's crazy <laughs> takes up all our time and I, I think this is again this kind of next question leads quite nicely into it in terms of like shows and, and things so um what is it like then trading at big events such as like crufts kci and um, those kind of bigger more kind of busy shows um and no. how, how much preparation does it go into it because i can imagine there's a lot <laughs> yeah, people don't see behind so the no uh, for the big events for myself they're always in the back of my mind so something will come along and it's just ideas will pop up 
and it's like oh that'll work for that really well i mean crufts we're currently recording this towards mid of january yeah and um, we've been working on crufts since after christmas as in properly working on it Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be going through the marketing, going through the stands, uh, applying for the trade stands. Um, we've just paid the rent recently. Deciding what products to put yeah, on. Yeah, what products to put, put on. Um, figuring out because we have to, for Crufts especially, we have to increase and we rely heavily on friends and family for staff. Because mm. um, we couldn't run it just the just what we just have this. now. Yeah. Uh, but the prep that goes into them is crazy. I mean, so Crufts itself is its own beast. <laughs> it's, it's very stressful. It's yeah, long days. We're there from the Tuesday morning, and we're normally in the halls from. On the setup days, we're in the halls from eight o'clock in the morning. We don't leave till about seven in the evening. Your wow. mum's though. She yeah. She goes and she she makes sure we've got food and water behind stands. So your mum actually starts on Monday. And then for the um for the trading days where it's open days, we're in the halls from half six to seven in the morning till seven eight o'clock in the evening. Oh. So it's long days, but, but and the warehouse is still going. Yeah, I just pipe, blow my own trumpet here. I run the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> warehouse is still going, and then cross itself. So we do the pause made stand, which is my favourite stand because it's our own stuff. So yeah. it's amazing to see that across. Vet bed, uh, blankets. Uh, vet bed actually is a bit of a giveaway. That's a new one for this year. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh that's all right. I was going to ask about these later. <laughs> Blankies, handmade products, um, all the different which toys, which is quite daunting because obviously everything's made from scratch. Yeah. Like I said, if you order something, we make it from scratch, so everything's made from so scratch. So we're currently in the prep for that. And uh, before Crufts, we always stress that it's not going to get done. Somehow it magically always does. Yeah. Uh, even so things down to do that, don't they? oh yeah, um, <laughs> even down to um, like the carrier bags, they're all hand stamped. So there's all that to do before Crufts. They're in my living room right now. <laughs> in my living room, waiting to be stamped, Jack. Crufts <laughs> um, itself, so we then so we have the pause made stand, then we have the Kong and the Nile Bone stand. Yeah, and that gets been the longest running. Stand. It has. So that gets a bit more corporate. Yeah. It's not just dealing with Crufts, it's dealing with a big company like Kong. We we're known for the Kong stand, aren't we? Yeah, we are Kong. It's Crufts. a well-known stand at Crufts. It's been yeah. there for I don't know how long, maybe thirteen years now. I was going to say your mum started that. Yeah, she used to she used to go and do it and drive back every oh, day, gosh. every night. She used to go and work Crufts, drive back, drive to Crufts. She I don't know how your mum did it. She I, honestly don't know. <laughs> she's still going. So. And then so the Kong stand, you're dealing with not only Crufts and the kennel club who are organising Crufts and the NEC. So behind the trade stands as well, there's not just dealing with the kennel club, there's dealing with Kong themselves. Yeah. And there's dealing with GES, who are the electrical contractors for Crufts. There's dealing with Siva, who are the logistics and the um, freight storage. And then there's also dealing with the systems to book in your vehicles to get in, unload and load your stock. Yeah. Yeah, because on the Tuesday you get the lorry and, and the van in and that and unload all the hardware and then normally Wednesday is it? No. Then we're stocking Tuesday all. do Tuesday's hardware. Tuesday uh, Wednesday's normally the stock. Yeah. And then you have to check everything off. And how many pallets do you normally end up with Kong? Uh, that's anywhere around twelve pallets for that stand. My so, God. <laughs> and then we are very, about five pallets. We're very six very pallets. very fortunate that the the company that run Nylabine actually do help us a lot for. Crops. We're fortunate to be fair working with Kong as well. So yeah. something I'm trying to pull off this year. 
it may not pull off, but I'm going to mention it here, but I want to give the disclaimer that it might not pull off. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can remember the hype around one year at Cross was the Kong surprise boxes. Yes, they were. The, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, I remember these. <laughs> well, that's in the pipeline. It's been discussed. Um, we've just got a few question marks from the higher ups at the moment um, awaiting confirmation. So it may or may not happen. I've tried for it to happen every year since. It was 2018 that we did them. Yeah. Um, so we're now six years on, and I'm still trying to get them done, but this year's seemed the most promising so far. Did you not do it last year? No. What did you do last year? Um, so that could be the big, massive news. Oh. Um, and when you... I don't know when this podcast you've got. Is it sometime in Feb? February, yeah. I'm thinking Feb. <laughs> yeah, so we, we may have announced it and confirmed it. We may not have. If we haven't, it may not have happened. Yeah. Or it may still be waiting for confirmation. That's, <laughs> that's just where it sits with something like Cruffs. Yeah. And then, So that's Cruffs. And then on to like, something like KCI and Dogs Needs are probably our biggest event after that. Yeah. Absolutely love. It's, it's such hard work. But because then we go straight on to Dogs of Need, which is such a lovely show. But KCI, the atmosphere. Friends just, you've yeah, not seen all year. Just being there. It, 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 a bar it's like the pinnacle of the year, isn't it? And I mean, logistically, what happens for um, KCI is, so my brother Elliot, who people may or may not know, <laughs> he gets the short straw over KCI for sure. He's, he has the harder work. He's back at the warehouse keeping things running there with mum and dad, uh, with dad, sorry, mum comes to KCI. And then what he has to do is at least two or three trips up to keep us filled up for dogs in need whilst we're at KCI. Yeah. So before COVID, what would happen is we would go to KCI in one lorry. We used to run two lorries at that point. Run it, and then your dad and Elliot would come up on the Sunday. We were completely fresh lorry. With a fresh lorry. And then on the Monday morning, we would all drive to Dogs in Need. With this fresh lorry with a stock. Well, yeah. as the internet's taken off, we can't do as many events. And you've got the rising fuel costs, yada, 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 etc. Um, so we now have one lorry on the road and one slightly smaller rig. Oh. And so what we do now is um, we'll do KCI and I'm constantly sending Elliot a list through whilst he's trying to keep on top of everything that we normally do with I five or six so people in the warehouse. <laughs> I'm sending lists through saying, please can get me this ready. Please can get me this ready. And and he'll come up in the dead of night. You'll not even oh. know he's there. Let's restock the stall, load us all up. He, he comes up and his girlfriend on Sarah comes up on the Sunday, helps us pack away, helps us reload. So we've got everything for dogs. And then we do the, which a lot of people will know, is the trip from then KCI to Dogs in Need. Yeah. You see a lot of pay- faces from KCI to Dogs in Need, but then Dogs in Need is a drop in tempo. It's a lot more chilled out in contrast compared to KCI, where you've been Cheers. from the intense. Fish and chips. Oh, and yeah. I've heard about these fish and chips. Have you done Dogs in Need yet? No, and it's the one that always kills me because I every year I see your sample sale and I'n like, I need to go. <laughs> so, yeah, the sample so sale, fun. that happens at Dogs in Need because it's that little bit more laid back. Yeah. We've got the time to do it. We have people... <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant I love seeing the buzz I did that, of that I did sample sale someone picked something out and I did say I had to turn around to someone and say I'm really sorry but I'm not allowed to sell that to you until such and such time and she's like oh, oh. <laughs> no and yeah we know I, I do apologise to anyone if Grace is running around at KCI causing havoc because she yeah just runs around doesn't she she tries to help yeah again apologies if she 
comes to you and tries to take a card payment. Well, she goes to learn as well. She'll try off for different toys. She'll go up to people and go, these balls are really good. Do you want to buy these? <laughs> and everything's £2 from Grace. So, yeah. you know, go see her. Yeah, go see Grace. Um, I will. I'll Just... make sure next time I'm next time I'm around, I'll I'll hunt Grace down for the better deal. <laughs> yeah, you could just have it, Elise. You can have it. <laughs> oh, so that's they're our biggest events that we prep for. Yeah. Uh, winter events normally we can prep for them because everything's already part prepped as such. Yeah. The way we work it normally it's one to two days in the warehouse to reload the vehicle ready for an event. Then there is, which we mentioned earlier in the episode, there is the day before we're normally at a show to attend. With the lorry setup and an outdoor event, that is around nine to ten hours set up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the takedown is around, if we know really bad winds coming in, we've got to get it down. We have done it in around three and a half hours, but that kills you. Wow. Oh. And it's normally five hours for the takedown. And then you've got the travelling home with the vehicles, swapping them around in the warehouse bringing the caravan home on the van instead of the lorry because it's a bit of a ball eight with the lorry. Um, yeah, there's there's always yeah. as anything. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. So yeah. that caravan at home, look, we're very fortunate to have the caravan at home. So we normally have to take the caravan from home to the warehouse um, and then hook it up onto the lorry and then obviously go from the warehouse. But then obviously when we get home, when we finish at a show, we have to drive to the warehouse, drop the lorry off, um, swap the lorry yeah. onto the van so then it's a bit smaller to reverse onto the driveway yeah then I have to go and get great we're very fortunate in the fact that now Grace has started school your mum has her quite a lot through the show season oh. so yeah that's, that's a bit of what goes on behind the prep there's a lot more to it but that yeah. summarises quite well to be fair and I think like I say you know I think it's really interesting for people who do agility and obviously see you guys at shows to appreciate probably the sacrifice that goes into it as well for you know what you guys give back to us for being able to come to these shows and so we you know those days where we do forget our toy or have no treats and we need something in an emergency you know it's it's a huge sacrifice oh, yeah. you guys give as well. We do the odd show where we turn up just as competitors and oh my <laughs> god that so nice it takes us we put the awning up the dog garden up sort the caravan out um we normally do it at least once a year might not be this year um but that's like because we used to that's like a secondary thing that's done in 45 minutes i'm like abs what what do i do now have a beer have a barbecue have a beer (laughs) what what do we always say as well when we set up people always come up to us part way through setting up or taking down they're like oh you still can we still buy treats and jack's always like Sheets are off, we're open. I'm going to regret that. <laughs> if something's there, though, or I know where it is, we'll yeah. like to be helpful. We'll always get something. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's been a few times where I've, I think it was one time where there was a piece of vet bed that it was the only piece of vet bed you had at the show. And I was like, I really need the matching one. And then I think it was a few weeks later, I got a message from you saying, oh, yeah, by the way, we found this in the warehouse. And it's things like that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely goes yeah. a long way. That warehouse is like this sometimes. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. Um, anything else you want to add to that, or are you happy for us to? No, no, I think we've covered that pretty well. Yeah, I don't want to bore people with prep. Oh no, no, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I like these little things. Um, so before we just finish on the crufts aspect, is there any? Is that the exciting offer this year, or is there anything else, or you want to mention, or so? Nothing's completely confirmed, but the ideas at the moment are, so the Nile Bone stand is going with its usual theme of having a free product when you spend over a certain amount. Perfect. The wow. stand 
hopefully, big, massive, fingers crossed, maybe, yeah. surprise box. Um, and then the pause made stand, there will be, if you sign up to our email marketing, because that's something we're trying to push a little bit more at the moment, yeah. there will be, I believe, we've not confirmed the amount yet, but I believe there'll be a £200 gift bundle um, that you'll be entered into the contest of. In the email marketing, what do you get? You get updates. Yeah, you get all our updates, normally a monthly newsletter. Off and early access, the early access to, offers. to offers normally yeah, yeah. it's oh. the way to get our updates yeah, the earliest sort of like a heads up of what's going on on black friday stuff like that and we do a lot of exclusive email offers as well because they're our customers Ooh. that are most of followers and we want to reward you for that I know any <laughs> <laughs> again this is my side of things so i just deal with people taking holidays <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. But I think, yeah, I think that if anything, for Prep for Crufts, if anyone's going to be shopping there this year, they need to get on your mailing list so they can see what's the exciting. Right, yeah. In a, um, we are actually making a Crufts-specific mail list. Oh. Um, should go out on our social media soon. And also, if you're on our normal mail list, there'll be an email going out to sign up to that. Oh, exciting. I better get signed up for that. Definitely. I need to get <laughs> that on my Crufts, Crufts shopping list. Um, Amazing. Okay, so um that is that is incredible I love hearing about Crufts and and like the prep and stuff that goes into the behind the scenes um so I think this last question is a really nice one to finish on if you're happy for us to to finish on this one um where would you like pause trading to be in 10 years um and this person also added and are the pause made days here to stay so yeah this is a two-tier question really then so the pause (laughs) made if people don't know what they are we call them a pause made production day and it's our way of giving something back to the community. The, the, the story behind the pause. It's a good bit of Abby's brainchild. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm taking the credit. It's my brainchild. So when we were in COVID and shows weren't happening and stuff like that, and everyone was a bit down in the dumps, we were trying to sort of, we get a lot of content from our dogs playing with toys, but also it's nice for people to go on the website and not just see Ollie or Baz or, or whoever playing with toys. So we thought a way of of putting back into the community, but also getting something for us, which sounds a bit selfish, is to put on a pause made day. So we have um, Laz, who does the the videography. It entails us hiring the venue, hiring a trainer. We pay for it. We put on food. The only expense to the people. So we put it on our social media. And each year it gets more and more entries. The only expense to them is petrol to get to... Is your logistics of getting yourself there. I know you've been to one of those days with us. um, The O'Gilvy one with us. It was. It was with Craig. And it was a great, honestly... Yeah, it was honestly, we had so much fun and I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I share them every year because I just think it's such a nice thing you do to give back to the community. And again, it kind of shows that kind of family run business, like the the way you kind of give back to us in a way. Um, I think it's just so, so creative as well. I think, you know, not, not anyone, I don't think there is anyone else that does it. Um, and I had so we had such a blast on the day. It was absolutely amazing, and all the treats and you know the toys. And I learned so much as well, like being able to try out different toys on the day with my dogs. Um, and they absolutely loved it. They rogue, yes, yeah, so enjoyed themselves. It's a good way of of people getting to know the toys, and yeah. it's it's Jack and I, your mom, and she does the food, and we have the team of friends that yeah, so like them. Matt and Rosie, Lou and John. They're all there. Was they're in our wacky yellow tops? 
um, they help us out. But it's a nice way as well, getting that face to face time with the customers, with the people who buy from us, um, where it's a full day. So it's chilled out. It's not rushed. We're not trying to run a whole stand. People aren't at an event where they're trying to run off to the runs. You can yeah. connect with people, talk with people. And it, see us for us as well, don't you? Yeah, and it also it gives us content for our social media, which is brilliant. Um, I like to get plenty of photos on the day, but as Abby touched on earlier, <laughs> as Abby touched on earlier, it gives us photos that aren't just our dogs. It shows the different dogs and the different types that use the toys. It was COVID that sort of inspired this to sort of give back into a community that's given us so, so much. much. Yeah. Um, people that and, the community people, support well, us amazingly it, through COVID. The support we got through COVID was unbelievable. Um, I, I remember coming into work one day through COVID, and I spent twenty minutes on the phone to a customer, just just chatting to me, seeing how we were and stuff oh. like that. To be able to put back into that community that well, like twenty two years I've been in it. You've been in it since you were about eight, so, so about 20, twenty years. Yeah, twenty years. <laughs> 10 years um so it for jack and i uh, more so i think it's been such a huge part of our lives yeah and now our daughter's life yeah it's just nice to be able to put back into it and that's also so yeah pause made production days are definitely here to stay at the moment it's it's a big expense (laughs) to us but it's it comes with it gives us advantages and it gives back, which yeah. is nice to be able to do to a community that supports us so well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, am, am I allowed to say the next Horse Made event's booked, ready? We just don't know how we're gonna go ahead with it yet. Is it confirmed with trainer? Yes, yes. Am I allowed to say the trainer? Oh, or do you want to keep it uh, surprised? Keep <laughs> the initials of the trainer. That's all we'll get. There we go. <laughs> because the initials might be different for some people. So no, so do it on the most well-known initials. Hello. Hello. Oh, okay. I'll know. I'll know. <laughs> I definitely know who that is. Ooh. We'll leave it at that because that could be a little teaser um, for people to figure it, it out. Is Absolutely. Booked, and <laughs> as the season goes on, we'll probably tease about how people can enter and stuff like that. But again, like with everything the boxes that we make for the pause made day are specifically for the pause made day um and it's not something we overly push because it already gets loads of entrance anyway it's oversubscribed as such <laughs> so naturally and we like to let things grow naturally which is exactly what it does everyone is picked at random we have no yeah. say who goes yeah it's done on a random yeah. generator because it wouldn't be fair not to be no because i'd probably see your name pick you out so <laughs> I think that's really nice, Sarah. It gives a lot of people the opportunity. Like you say, it's, you know, anyone can give it a go. And uh, as long as you enter, you've got a chance to be in. And like exactly. say, it's a few years, you know, we've you've done a couple now. And I think um, there's going to be more opportunities, obviously, as you mentioned. So definitely people need to get entered and try and get their get their option in there. <laughs> and it's nice to connect with those other trainers as well. Cause sometimes a trainer you may not have thought of training with. It's like yeah. this year. It was Sam Lane, um, oh, which brilliant. Oh, Sam was absolutely, absolutely fab. And, and she's actually just recently in the past year gone through it, doing that as her full-time business, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, no, she's brilliant. And then obviously Craig, the year before, he's not an agility trainer, but... He's, massive with the toys. He's massive with the toys and, and we are very and lucky. another person that gives a lot of feedback. Yeah, very lucky in the fact that he uses a lot of our toys and, and, and pushes them quite positively. Um. 
uh, but also as well we get a lot of people that come through and enter who are have been valued customers for years and years but then also people who come onto the training days who we've never seen before and we build a relationship and a rapport with with them and it, it's lovely and yeah. just to hear people's feedback on the toys yeah absolutely and I, I think there's there's such a good idea and I absolutely love them so the other part to that question where would you like pause trading to be in 10 years time I'm going to keep this one really short and sweet <laughs> I just love to see it succeeding like it is now it supports us as it does and having the relationship with everybody we already have that's that's it really as short and sweet as it needs to be to keep it as it not yeah keep it as it is so keep the momentum as it is so a good customer base um always innovating always looking to do the next thing um and trying to sometimes carve a path but also being known for having the quality there yeah and yeah and yeah just like see it doing well and as we do now but carrying on we're, we're very lucky in the way that how many people support us yeah. and the shows that we go to and like filling out the calendars every year for the shows I'm like emailing sh- like the secretary saying oh are we okay to have a stand I'm like oh my god I I just automatically assumed you were coming and that's <laughs> what we like to hear it's been but a show so, we've done maybe for 15 to 20 years but we're so grateful for the fact that people still want us back and and stuff like that so i mean i think from the outside looking in we might seem like a big corporation or business but actually it's not it was it is a small family business it, it was a mum and a dad who started it and then a sons their sons have come into it and then their partners have come into it and it it it's it is a family business yeah like, so yeah basically just like see us still moving forward still, still succeeding yeah and yeah that that would be it really oh I, I think that's such a nice answer to that as well and I I did have one thing that I didn't send to you but I did get a lovely it wasn't really a question it was kind of a statement from someone and they wanted to pass on the feedback so I thought I'd surprise you and say but um, this person put no question but they should know how well thought of and liked they are their friendliness and the atmosphere at the stall goes a long way because of this people will always support them so I thought that was a really nice way to finish it that finishes it lovely to be fair with everything we've just just, really rounds up what we try to aim for it's nice that it does hit that with people we just try to be approachable and nothing's too big for someone to ask of us we will try our hardest to do the best for people and i just wanted to say as well at least thank you for inviting us onto the podcast yeah. oh you're thank most you welcome on to you as well that's um much appreciated it's nice I've to be able to well seeing your podcast come along <laughs> as well it's great i'm gonna say the podcast's grown i love listening to it oh, we, we went down to where uh, my brother's at new year didn't we and we had you on on the way down so <laughs> honestly massive thanks for inviting us on and thank you for doing the podcast i enjoy listening no thank you and i must say like you know it was such an honor when you guys approached me about sponsoring and this is you know my kind of way saying a huge thank you back because i want everyone to know how amazing pause trading is i mean i've been you're putting back into the community as well (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that little statement that person sent in was a very nice, very nice way to kind of um, give back to you guys as well as. Um, no, that's amazing. Thank you. Said. So no, thank you so much. Um, so yeah, so 
obviously I'll put some links in of where people can find you guys as well on the um, show notes. Um, and then I guess show wise, we'll see you. Well, majority of shows, but you always probably see you at um, Derby Champ you at Derby or Champ? Agility Nuts. Oh, it'll probably be Agility Nuts. Probably. Oh, you'll see <laughs> Going forward, uh, our shows are announced on a monthly basis. Normally on, on social media, Facebook, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, people will know where we are. And if anyone wants anything, just message us. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time. And, um, you. yeah, I'll catch up with you soon. See you later. Enjoy your Sunday evening. You too. <laughs> Bye. So just to wrap up, I want to say a huge thank you to Jack, Abby and all the Pause Trading team for their ongoing support and their time as well today. I have thoroughly enjoyed learning more about Pause Trading and how it started and their funny stories along the way. If you're interested, I will pop a link in the show notes to their website and on there you'll be able to find more information about their products, their newsletters, especially in Run Up to Crufts and any deals that they might have coming up for Crufts too. So definitely check them out. Keep an eye out as well for the Pause Made training day later this year and thank you ever so much for listening. Bye guys.